Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Niler Nine podcast. It is Niall and Andrea here, and we are talking to each other from different places, different islands for the first time in a long time. Um, we interrupt my holiday. No, it's not my holiday at all, but I am not in the country, <laughs> <laughs> but I am uh, decidedly. What's it like out there? Yeah, I am, I'm, 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 I'm out of the country. Uh, I'm in Portugal uh, working here, just wanted a change of scenery, but that doesn't mean... Uh, the work on our great podcast stops, does it, Andrea? It doesn't at all. We continue. No, it doesn't. I mean, if I was in Portugal, I would one hundred percent taking the week off. But <laughs> that's why Nyler is. The, are you the world's leading music blogger? Is oh that, yes, is that what they say? That, that's official now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're the the world's leading music blogger. Yeah. Oh so, well, thank um, you for that. That's just that's flattery. why he is who he is. You know. <laughs> well, thank you. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are things? I'm good. I'm having a good day. I had a good day today. Um, so what are we here to yeah. talk about? Well, I mean, we almost didn't talk about it because it's so problematic in many ways. But we're going to talk about that because I think the idea of Kanye West and Donda has been knocking around for quite a while in terms of a release. But well, certainly we talked about the Wyoming sessions. We did a bit on Jesus King. Mm-hmm. Um, we have talked about Kanye West a lot recently. And I think... Mm. There's a lot of things to unpack. There's a lot of things to discuss around uh, Donda. Um, and there's a lot of very problematic things. There are a lot of disappointing things. There's music at the center of it somehow. Mama, you was the life for the party. I swear you brought life to the party. When you lost your life, it took the life out the party. That woman rode with me like a Harley. Visions of my cousin in the cell really scarred me. Moving to the hood was like signing up for the army. Cause they've been killing just watching Barney. You want dreams to come true, but I had nightmares. Cause if that comes. 
life that I might not be right here Been in the dark so long, don't know what the light here But I'm just reaching for the stars like Buzz Lightyear And now I'm light years ahead of those nightmares I dated those night tears when the night clears And if I talk to Christ, can I bring my mother back to life? And if I die tonight, will I see her in the afterlife? But back to reality And so I think we're going to try and just We're just trying to try and talk about around what is what it is it's not this isn't going to be a review of the album per se it's more a discussion about what it is uh hap- what is happening with Kanye West how does Kanye West um context in the musical world exist now where should we be paying attention should we not be paying attention he's giving us many reasons not to in previous years we're talking about like pre prior to the arrival of Donda before we get into even the like the description of what's on the album like the things that kanye has done in the last say i don't know four or five years we're talking about supporting trump wearing the maga hat you know doing the wyoming project seven albums in seven weeks all that kind of stuff um declaring slavery a choice um publicly battling with his mental health and a bipolar disorder and then declaring himself saved by God and uh, evangelically uh, embracing God and religion, doing the Sunday service, making gospel music, running for president, um, releasing Jesus as king, and then the promise of Donda, which has kind of been happening uh, in the last year and a half or year or so. What's your What was your relationship with, with Kanye now, say, the last year and a half uh, before Donda came out? Where are you at? Ooh. Yeah, I, I think like a lot of people, um, a very, you know, kind of maudlinly interested, keeping an eye on what he's doing. My relationship with him has been kind of one of concern for a while now. I think since the Wyoming sessions, I've just felt a bit uncomfortable with the amount of um with the with with the amount and the kind of press coverage that he's been getting um and the pressure that is on him and the pressure that he puts on himself um so I have been kind of looking to him with an uh, with an air of kind of um concern I think um for his for his well-being um at the same time as a music critic like I think the thing about Kanye is that like I think everything that he's done since and including Pablo which is 2016 has you know completely broken the mold when it comes to pop stars and how they release music and I think specifically I mean the the beta testing of albums while in public view I'm not I'm not actually against that I, I think it's kind of a brilliant way to challenge like what an album is how do we make and listen to music in the era of streaming and how the the album or the concept of an album is among other things you know a product to be sold for the profit of of, of a record label and I think we should absolutely be examining the album as a product of the music industry and there are interesting discussions to be had about what we've come to understand as an album um, as a result of what Kanye West has kind of done in the past six years or five years. But, you know, the traditional view of an album being a collection of music, ideally 10 or 11, three and a half minute songs based around a central theme. And as we've seen in the past past five years, Kanye has kind of, um, he's kind of done away with that very publicly. So I think... 
what what I've found most interesting about Kanye's work in the past five years has been how he's responded to the concept of the album, um, which was to make it, I suppose, as unmarketable and unsellable in the traditional sense as he possibly could. And I think that that shouldn't work, <laughs> obviously, um, but it does because of the kind of the cult of personality of Kanye West or just Kanye as he's kind of as we've kind of come to know him recently. Um, that that has already been developed and it's so strong that, you know, his fans are going to kind of call everything he does a uh, genius. The music press feel obliged to cover it. You know, we're covering it today because to ignore it would be to ignore something very important in the industry at large so there is this kind of um this dichotomy this this clash of opinion in w- within me as a kind of as a critic and as just a human um you know wondering about whether or not the 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 credence that we're giving a lot of what Kanye West is kind of doing um both within and outside of his music is is that a problem and do we need to look at what we're doing and are we as a music press uh contributing to the problematic elements um of Kanye West in culture and I think I would argue that we are uh not you and I specifically but you know like if if you if you put um I did this earlier I wrote Kanye West into Google and I clicked on the news tab and, you know, it's just, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's his divorce from Kim Kardashian. Uh, it's his, uh, you know, fighting with labels. There was one, um, there was one headline that I saw the other day that was like Kanye West confirms that it was, it was a push it like push it. He isn't answering his phone. And yeah. it's just this weird flurry of, obsessive surveillance on this man who is has been publicly unwell for some time now yeah um, and so i feel kind of uncomfortable and with this that. comes after a couple of years of us having a bit of a, a reckoning around our female pop stars of the 90s like the likes mm-hmm. of britney especially um still ongoing obviously with the conservatorship and all that kind of stuff but learn what we've learned as a society and a pop culture enthusiast and media and journalism about how we address and talk about these pop artists, these giant global stars, as if they aren't human, as if we don't afford them that humanity. Um, And Mm. it's something we're seeing again here, and it's something I felt very uncomfortable with, um, especially around the time of Jesus is King, um, when that was all coming out, and he was doing the very long interviews that didn't make a lot of sense. There is times when Kanye West is in control of what he's doing and of the rollout, Mm. but there are times when he seems out of control in that system that he's built for himself, where he's talking about things that don't make sense, and you know dealing with a bipolar disorder that is tough to deal with and then going through a divorce very publicly Mm. with one of the most public figures in the world so i mean the other thing like it is it's like you looked at my notes (laughs) like exactly exactly yeah it's so it's so difficult to arrive to an album um uh, without any baggage like that like you can't actually just listen Mm. to Donda as an album and and uh yeah. take it in as a piece of music but but the other thing like you said like Kanye has not been treating his music in that way 
for a long, long time. And especially mm. with Don that we're talking about, here's his 10th studio album. It comes with uh, these three listening parties in advance, which are essentially massive stadiums listening of people listening to the album before releases. Obsessive fans on the likes of Reddit and stuff like that, obsessing about the songs. And I think there's quite a lot of those people out there as well as the those kind of clickbaity articles about people calling him out or people yeah. not answering his calls or whatever it is as well. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, the the relationship between the the press uh and the fans on one side and Kanye on the other, it is symbiotic. It completely one relies on the other because, you know, K- Kanye knows that in order to get coverage, he he needs to provide the controversy, we'll say, and then the press will report on it. And then that all serves as the release cycle. And then he goes dark again until next time. You know, the presidential campaign, the MAGA hats, the, you know, so-and-so isn't answering their phone, the the, the getting into the, the minutia of this, this album, this, this kind of, I don't know, this, this product that is, that is itself taking on this kind of mythical form and it's doing so like it's getting so involved. I was talking last week about artists kind of becoming so involved with their own mythology. Who, who has done that more than Kanye West? And I suppose the, the the interesting about the interesting thing about Kanye is that he used to do that in his music. He used to deal with those, those issues, you know, Jesus, that, that album, what, what is that if not an examination of his own mythos from, from within, but now it's done with these kind of controversial public statements and uh, arena shows. And and I don't know, I think, you know, there is this kind of sinister obsession with every movement of Kanye that makes me feel very, very uncomfortable. Um, and then there's, there is the idolization. Like you said, he, he, he has been suffering very publicly with mental illness since, uh, since Pablo. He has been going through a divorce. Things, things are not easy for Kanye West right now. And I think that to give this album, to play into the idea that Kanye West can... And we'll, I think, yeah, I think we'll get on to the, to, to the problems with yeah. the, the release cycle in a minute. But to to treat this album as a, as a, as a symptom of his genius is to play into the stereotype of, you know, the mad genius and you have to hurt for your art and that, um, you know, that finding God is something that is just part of his kind of his genius. I don't know. There's, there's a lot that intersects within this album that I think it's problematic to just come out and say that, Oh, that's just Kanye. Kanye's Kanye's crazy you know that it really makes me uncomfortable and I know people aren't coming out and just saying that but the implication is there like across the press across fans and it makes me very uncomfortable and it, I mean I guess he does invite that in a way because you know we're talking about these listing events mm. where he's putting himself in the his life story in that picture I mean the album is called on the yeah. essentially it's a named after his late mother, uh, Don the West, who died in 2007. Um, and, you know, the last uh, listening party had a replica of his childhood home. 
there was one part in the second where he was uh i thought that was amazing by yeah. the way i thought that imagery was was amazing um uh, well i mean i kind of didn't engage in the third one for obvious reasons because of mm. two guests that were on soldier field in chicago mm-hmm. and that's where it started to get messy and uncomfortable for me because up until that point with donda while i was expecting the back and forth rollout thing to happen in advance of this i think a lot of us were it i did feel like he seemed to be in a better place with his mental health in the last few months you know he's got like you said mm-hmm. he's gone through a massive divorce and the fact that we even notice we talk about this because it's such a public thing but he you know I, he seemed to be coping well with it from someone who was just seeing a few things from afar seeing somebody working on their art yeah seeing somebody who was prolifically creative and doing lots of things and seemed mm. to have a vision and and you know Car- kardashian was involved in in those listening yeah. parties like she 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 seems to be publicly supporting kanye um which i think is is like actually it's none of my business whether that's a good thing or not but um it's it's at least interesting that that she is involved in it i think he very much sees that that split or that relationship as being an important part of this release cycle do you know what i mean yeah. not not the album you know she's not really on this album maybe there's one or two lines that you there's could a few say lines, about her yeah, but on this album yeah definitely yeah. directly um, aimed at but, her but they kind of equally could be about anything else at the same time yeah i mean know? i think that's but symptomatic think, you know, of kanye as a a lyrical artist as well that it doesn't quite it's it's so it's almost like so ham-fisted the way he deals with it in terms of on the album about talking about it and it's like there's nothing insightful there about that and if anything he just seems to Mm. there's a suggestion in one of the tracks uh which is the lauren hill one which is called believe what i say so that's that book like um there's a lot like buju bantons on it and he delivers lines that seem aimed at kim uh, another problematic man who is also featured on this album. And I think that's something we have to address now because totally because I, I think look the the problems the problems with with this are to me less about the album more about uh, the the run up to the album the release cycle like what what happens what what I'm trying to get my head around is as a critic and as a fan how do I make peace with the fact that I'm watching this man kind of change for better or worse effectively or not change what it is to release an album in the 21st century which I which I inherently find incredibly interesting but what happens then when you get a mold breaker like this who and again I have to mention this has suffered publicly with mental health issues but what happens when this person starts to behave in a way that is actually hurtful to people mm. you know to his gay fans yeah. what does it say to them when he collabs with da, da baby uh to his female fans what does it say to them when he brings out marlon manson at a listening party in a stadium you know when when that man is cu- currently being sued by i i at time of recording i think four different women but, for but yeah, abhorrent acts that i'm not that. that i'm not gonna yeah absolutely like a, completely abhorrent things um how are LGBT people, how are women, um, both of which I am, <laughs> and how are otherwise kind of marginalized and aligned groups supposed to engage with and support this? And not only support it, but like for those of us who are LGBT or are women and are working in the music press, the, the, the fact that we're sort of like 
obliged to cover it really makes me uncomfortable mm. like i think you know releasing a clean version of your christian album it means absolutely nothing as long as you publicly support homophobes and abusers you know like there's like chris brown for god's sake you know with lines like i repent for everything i'm gonna do again and last night don't count that makes me just feel like and and like i i don't blame kanye kind of throwing everything back in the press's face i don't think they've given him an easy ride i don't think he owes them anything um but at the same time like for god's sake what what why on earth when when the songs were when the songs existed without Marilyn Manson and without the baby, I really hate saying that out loud. <laughs> without without that rapper, like why why on earth would would you then change things around so that you can publicly come out and support these two people and to have them involved with a song like Jail, which is which is a really interesting song, which I I think is one of the best tracks on the record. And then to when I see Marilyn Manson being credited on it, it completely changes what the message of that song. Song is and makes it so impossible for me to engage with without feeling like I'm being kind of dismissed yeah. or my experiences or other or other people's experiences are just being dismissed. But from an artist that I love and have loved for many years, and that's really, really difficult. And it's difficult for me as a critic then to engage with that without saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't be. Maybe we should, maybe this cycle of Kanye West press, Kanye West press, this cycle has to end sometime because, you know, pe people are, somebody will get hurt in it. And I, and I mean, I, and I mean that in, in, in that, like if Kanye West keeps going the way he's going, like there's no, what's gonna, I just, I worry, <laughs> I, I, I worry about what he feels he owes the public if he's doing things like this. Yeah. And it's really difficult to, 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 to get my head around. And he all, you know, we, we give him a lot more wiggle room than we give any other artist. And we do that because he's a genius. And I, and I understand that, but it's very difficult to, to make peace with the fact that an, an artist that you love is just publicly, um, you know, not, not, not even just working with abusers, but like bringing them actively out and saying like, I'm yeah, supporting this guy, them. actively doing And it, like giving them such them. small like roles in, as an almost afterthought of an album that's basically they finished. didn't even need to be yeah, there. Yeah, like they're on like, yeah. both of those, uh, the first two, Marilyn Manson and the Baby, are on alternative versions essentially of tracks that already exist, one with Jay-Z, and uh they just don't need to exist they just don't need to be there and, and that is the maddening yeah. thing as well and you know as well the other thing that leads into that is, or to bleed into that is like his sudden religious devotion if you're so suddenly such a good christian or a, a evangelical for your faith but you still make these decisions and you'd have to ask like what questions what is he learning from mm -hmm. his religion or is it really like I've I'm mm. I've been descri described him this week as an evangelical edge lord because that's kind of what he's doing. He's like picking and choosing what he wants to say, mm. um, what what parts of religion suit him, the faith part, but no, like the Christian principles that uh, a good Christian or good religious person would stand up for in terms of like empathy or listening to somebody or understanding or yeah. fairness there's none of those things here there's none of those things in the decisions that he makes and that makes it so maddening because you know that is the big problem when when Kanye mm. went off and did his 
Sunday service stuff and was really in, thoroughly uh, engrossed in gospel. You're like, okay, I wonder where this is going to take him as a person. But, and the disappointment here mm. is that, okay, he subsumed his Christian faith into the, the lyrics. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, exaltations mm. and, and gospel uh, bits in this album, but he, in, in, in the choices that he makes, um, by bringing on people like Chris mm. Brown, by endorsing Marilyn Manson, giving him a tiny role, by letting the baby say something silly about, uh, a trivial about uh, his homophobic comments recently, by letting Buju Banton, which is maybe, you know, he's another problematic man. He uh, was a homophobic, homophobic figure in reggae um, who had to, who finally agreed in 2007 to stop singing violently anti-gay lyrics. Um, and that took him a long time. You know, there's a lot of those things here. There's a lot of those things, you know. On, on a slightly lighter note on the features side, I did really enjoy Dave Hanratty's tweet that was Jay-Z's commitment to being absolutely and utterly horrendous <laughs> on featured appearances is genuinely incredible at this point. It's got to be deliberate. <laughs> I did quite enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> because, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely fair point. Yeah. Um, it's a pity because you know he... yeah the, you know it's it is interesting what you say about his his kind of um newfound relationship with god and uh and his actions around this release cycle obviously we we can't and we do not speak to the man's relationship with god or jesus or or his religion or or anything like that that's obviously a very private thing um but um when when we were looking at you know the that when he first went into kind of starting to play around with gospel music, I was really excited because I I really like I really like gospel music and I really like um, gospel music and hip hop or even if it has a bit of pop production, I'm like I'm very interested in that. Um, and I think all all of this stuff that we're talking about, all of this absolute you know needless baggage in the release cycle around the album really takes away from the fact that I think as a gospel songwriter and as, as a gospel performance he's come along a really really long way there are some gospel tracks on this album that I really really like and I think show great um if not growth than at least potential because I, we, we should say also that um he Kanye does claim that this album uh, was released by his label against his wishes. A, a rep from his label said that that was, quote, I think preposterous. Um, I absolutely don't think that a label is going to be putting yeah. out um, an album with uncleared samples and unfinished Without an production. Artist permission, yeah. But here we yeah. are. Absolutely. But even with the artist's permission, they like it's their job to have that stuff wrapped up. Like talk to anyone who works in a label and they will tell you putting out an album without cleared samples is like that's that's maybe rule number one. You know, you just don't do it. And he's he, he said that it's it's you know, it's it's unfinished. I think we can take from listening to it that it is unfinished. Like we we would expect a Kanye West album. Not so much these days, but we would generally expect a Kanye West album to sound a lot better than this, to sound a lot more finished. Um, there are parts of it that sound like demos. You For know? me, yeah, there's, okay, there's 27 songs, one hour and 48 minutes. Four, mm. uh, four songs have two versions on it, so take those out. You've got a mm. lot, bit less, but I, in my estimation from listening to it in the last few days, I've, I would take out 12 tracks uh, out of the 27 mm. in total or 20 three if you want to count that 
because there's a yeah. lot of very bad songs here. There's a lot of songs that just do mm. exactly feel like demos. They feel like unfinished. I'm talking about tracks like Yunya, 24, Remote Control, Heaven and Hell, the title track as well, Keep My Spirit Alive. Um, there's a lot of those songs there that are just like, you don't need this. This is not good. We mm. don't need to hear this. And Yeah. And you know, but you know what? Like, I think, I think I don't mind that as much as like what one of the main criticisms I've seen of this album, mostly on Twitter, to be fair. But uh, one of the main criticisms is that it's you know too long, and we say that a lot these days about albums that they're too long, there's too much on it, it's bloated. Like, let's I, I've seen tons of people cutting it down to ten tracks and having their their ten ten tracks that they choose. I don't really mind this. We we talked about this, I think, when. Um, when Vampire Weekend released Father of the Bride, which was again a, a very long double album, was very bloated. Um, but I sort of defended the decision to release too much music um, because people can kind of make their own mixtapes and make their own kind of stuff out of it. So I I don't mind that. And I think that that's actually part of what Kanye is doing as somebody who I think wants to kind of re- deconstruct the album as a as a product. So I don't mind that it's 27 uh, songs long. I don't mind that it's almost, you know, two hours long. Because when Kanye does that, I think it's very different to when Drake does it, for example. <laughs> I think Drake Drake is not trying to deconstruct the album. Drake's just trying to rack up Spotify. Yeah, when, you might um, find out when that comes out next Friday, which is certified uh, lover boy. Yeah. Oh, please don't make <laughs> Oh, we're not doing, well, we won't do a Drake um, <laughs> special. I'm not making you do a Drake special. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, two weeks so in a I row, think, I can't I do think that, that <laughs> but I think that we do have this situation now where fans where fans are kind of doing the work. Yeah. Fans are editing it down. They're creating these 10 track albums from this deluge of unfinished work that he's releasing. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I I I I think it's a very interesting way of kind of softening the form of 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 what an album is. Um so that's that's not my problem with it. I think my problem with it is that he's just not he doesn't have any conviction in that yeah. you know like he'll he'll put out 27 tracks he'll see that everyone's saying it's too long or that it's it's unfinished or it's half-baked or whatever and then he'll turn around and say oh but the album the the label released it without my permission it's like for god's sake Kanye, you're doing something interesting here if not brilliant then interesting own it like and i know he knows that this is what he's doing you know it, they, yeah. there are there's no album artwork on it this is his back album you know and it's it's very, very frustrating to me that he won't kind of stand with conviction behind these decisions um, because whether he knows it or not, he is kind of reevaluating that form very publicly. And that's that's frustrating. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't I don't mind that. Mm, that does speak to the dichotomy all. of this album as well. And, and like you said, it does. It is something he's been doing for a while. But because of the listening parties and because they were public events streamed on Apple Music, mm. this is this is an album that, you know, it was started because it hadn't appeared. There were like threads on Reddit that were like, this is the, actually the album. The album is the performance of this in live events. Obviously the album is here. We yeah. have one now, but it does speak to the sure. wider thing. Is that but, but, because- do, but do we, do we though? Because it is contested. It's contested by the artists. So, I mean, you could argue that we still don't have Donda. Yeah. Maybe. And I know that makes you tired. And makes <laughs> but you I think it, that, that goes against what you just said. But you could yeah. argue that it's not here yet. Yeah, well, I don't want to do well, that. Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't I, think. It's... I don't think it goes against what I said. I think that um, Kanye has been since Pablo pushing the idea, um, or at least publicly playing with the idea that albums are never finished in the era of streaming, um, and 
and I think there's there's a very interesting conversation to be had about pop stars existing and living in public life, creating work in pub in public life, in the era of kind of self surveillance and public surveillance that we like the extent to which that is a part of the music industry right now, that that the album process isn't finite. We'll say like I'm I'm a fix wolves is like that that kind of changed a lot (laughs) of things because he did he went and quote unquote fixed wolves and yes the the original version is floating around and some people see that as the definitive version the the newer version that you'll get on on the life of pablo on spotify is floating about he didn't release a physical version of life of pablo when it came out um, I think that that was deliberate too because it was unfinished and it will always be unfinished. If Kanye West next week came out and said, oh, I'm changing Bound 2, like would any of us be surprised? No, of course we wouldn't because he's he's not adhering to the industry standards that have been kind of set and adhered to. He's the George Lucas point. of music in that regard. <laughs> I don't, but I, I, I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's an interesting Okay, well, thing. let's park that for a second because I do think it's interesting that the idea that everybody, a lot of people come into this album, it's so loaded when the, whatever, if it's finished, unfinished, whatever it is, like as Pitchfork noted, everyone is an executive producer of this album now because they played, he's played mm. songs of this version. That's it. Versions of this That's song. That's exactly it. Yeah, they form, people have formed opinions about it and they prefer different versions and they know that, oh, there's no guest verses here where Pusha T was on this track and now he's not. I think that's really interesting. That's the discourse around it as well, where you're like this whole microcosm around an actual album where it's like this living, breathing thing, this mm. like magic cave and, of wonders. And the conversation, the conversation isn't about what, uh, isn't about whether or not you like the album it's which album do you like do you like the album that has this version of the tracks do you like the album that has this other version it it takes it takes away from it being a finite thing that you can either like or dislike and kind of changes it into this like organic thing that you can choose to improve or shorten or lengthen or do whatever you want with it and that's cool (laughs) I just sort of wish it was a bit better yeah. at the same time. Well, that's why that's why you know? I think the overall vision that Kanye has here isn't one that is really thoroughly thought through, whether it's the people that he has mm. involved in it, the way that it comes out, the way that it's so long. The fact that it's called Donda and his mother doesn't really get addressed an awful lot in it while she is sampled in it a bit. Um, mm. There's very few women on this album as well. There's like there's mm. three or four, I think, in the whole 27 mm. tracks. And we're talking about an album that has the likes of The Weeknd, uh, Travis Scott, Jay Electronica, Pop Smoke, Roddy Rich, uh, West Side Gun, you know, Young Thug, Kid Cudi, Playboy Carty, uh, Lil Yachty, Lil Dirk, Baby Key, Lil Baby, uh, Fivio, Vori, Jay-Z. That's a lot of men. And for an album about a, a, a very strong woman, I think it's a missed opportunity in that regard because she is a fascinating woman. She Next was point. like a, a fascinating woman. She did do interesting things and was an interesting person. And that is not explored on this at all, unfortunately, in any way. There's never, there's never, <laughs> there might be exaltations towards her, but there's not anything that really addresses her as a person or the absence mm-hmm. of that person. And I think that's just such a pity and it's such a loss. And I think it's just, to me, it's indicative 
of of where Kanye is at in terms of his vision. He keeps losing that vision. He keeps getting to the point mm. where he's really like he thinks he knows what he wants and then he changes it and he changes it for the because he loses the sight of the, his original vision and you see the same with a lot of the production here mm. there's some like he's he's always been such a fascinating producer to me the way he that he he makes his music the way that he he executively well that was the thing that people. set him apart yeah that was the thing about kanye with those with those early albums like up up to up to Jesus. It was like pe- people were saying, like, the pr- he, as a producer, he is unstoppable. He's the best of the best. And then to get somebody who was making like some of the most interesting music of, you know, the 2000s and the early 2010s, to have someone kind of release this, it feels... It feels less like he's trying to, you know, deconstruct himself or move into a more minimal or organic space and more that he is running around trying to trying to contain far too many ideas in one in one space that, you know, he's 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 got the visual stuff, he's got his merch stuff, he's got the live shows, he's dealing with, you know, being in uh in stadiums full of people and trying to kind of keep them entertained while they're listening on a sound system to an unfinished album it it just it it it's incredibly unfocused um and 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 the album itself is incredibly unfocused and yeah i'm not i'm not about to say that that's you know any kind of like implication morally about like him not caring about his music anymore I think it's likely that that's just the state of mind that he has towards his art right now is that there's too much of it and he's trying to grab hold of it but unfortunately when when you when you put it all together and we do live in a world where albums are packaged and they're presented as as what they are um and and we review albums as as albums and as an album this isn't good um and that's that's that is the bottom line even though there is i think very very interesting work on this album it's it's not i don't really consider it a kanye west album in the same way that i would consider life of pablo which was similarly um kind of you know reworked and changed and um like w- within the discourse with the public it was kind of si- similarly worked on publicly um I, I i consider life of pablo a complete work whereas i think with this i i i really struggle to see this as anything other than you know a collection of 27 kanye west b-sides mm. um what do you think uh, dre about what does donda tell you about kanye west the rapper if anything I feel like I haven't known much about Kanye West the rapper in a while to be honest. Uh I don't know. I think I think it tells me that he's willing to give a lot of the more interesting moments on the album to lyrically to other people while he focuses on presenting his relationship with God and the spirit and so on. Um I think there's a lot of kind of there's a lot of bum notes. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of verses that don't land. The stuff that's kind of supposed to be funny isn't. The stuff that's supposed to be very serious isn't. It's not I as deeply the, unfunny as some the of be- the stuff on uh, the Wyoming album and uh, in, on Ye as well. Th- that stuff kind of at least like ha- had a 
I don't know there was a kind of knowingness to how unfunny or clunky that was you know like yeah. I think that was that was Kanye West like very clunky era um and I I feel like there was a bit more self-awareness there but here I think he's trying to deliver you know he's trying to deliver uh, these bars and and these uh this philosophizing about life and God in a very earnest way that just doesn't really land for me it does sometimes I mean I I, I think you know the a lot of the refrains and a lot of the gospel moments are like on on 24 the we we going to be okay and god's not finished i really like how how that works and actually i i like how the production on the kind of like it it sounds it is ramshackled and kind of in the moment and it's it's you know it's badly tracked but it's it it adds to that kind of sound of almost like it, it sounds desperate and communal and searching and i think that it captures yeah and i think it it captures a feeling of maybe being in like a church setting or a worshiping setting yeah. where things are a bit more desperate um i think jail jail is a brilliant hook yeah um but marlon manson getting a writing credit on it just you know i can't i can't engage with and that it changes song. the meaning of um, that song as and, well uh, by with a second with his involvement in the second oh, part yeah. who doesn't which he doesn't do anything on really uh and it's annoying no. it's so annoying for that point it's horrible. Like, you don't even hear him and he but you know he's there and that's and then mm. yeah you're like does that did he write the hook on the first one we don't know it doesn't matter the point is yeah like he's he's uh he's kind of i hope he it. didn't because i love the hook yeah but I mean, no, no one, out, no one is out here saying that Marlon Manson is a bad musician. It's just that he's um, allegedly uh, an uh, an abuser of women. So, yeah, uh, one I really did like actually was uh, "Come to Life." Oh, the um, piano stuff on that. That I I really love that. I th- I thought when the piano came in, like the the way that the 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 lower chords just kind of keep getting heavier and the high keys get, keep getting ornate and Kanye is lost in this kind of like flurry of hope and like I just think I think that should have closed the album yeah um and I think that 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 sounded amazing I think it sounded beautiful and and again it was one of those moments where you know it's proof that Kanye doesn't need loads of production. He doesn't need all the bells and whistles to sound good. It doesn't have to sound like Jesus walks, you know, which was, you know, an, an impeccably produced track, um, impe- impeccably mastered track. But he, that in, in that moment, I thought Kanye sounded organic, I think. Yeah. And in, uh, in the, the outro of pure souls from, uh, Shen, Shensia, is that right? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but that's the, right. The 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 female vocalist uh, on the outro of that was just beautiful, like really, really beautiful and warming and um, yeah, just just really interesting and I think be- beautiful is the word for it. Yeah, and, the, and there are moments of great beauty that's it. here. I think that's it, isn't it? But, and I think that's what's always gonna. That's always why I wanted to listen to a Kanye album because I know that he is capable of those moments of transcendence, those moments of magic. The like uh, Jesus Lord, the the hook on that as well, mm. um, and the jail and yeah, electronic verse, the shake the tectonic plates of the game. If I lay one vocal, just a lovely refrain to listen to, and it does go uh, on part two. It does go on for like eleven and a half minutes in the end. Um, there is, I love that the the weekend. I know another problematic artist for a lot of people now, um, understandably yeah. so. But Jesus Christ, the 
the heavenly vocals on that on that song hurricane and that chorus is so yeah. just euphoric And those are the things that keep me coming back for Kanye. And the other thing that I've always loved about him is his, his ability as a producer in terms of working with uh, vocals and uh, people's voices. Mm. He's so he he has changed rap and production in a lot of ways and how he how he processes vocals. We're talking about okay, auto tune number one, but there's other ways that he does. It. If you listen to the reverb and the echo and delay that happen on a lot of these voices here. If you listen then to Travis Scott's music, you know, like, you know, that kind of um, refraining uh, reverb and echo mm. that appears on a lot of uh, Travis Scott stuff. Like Kanye was doing a lot of that as well on albums like yeah. Alien Heartbreaks and stuff. And I think those are the things that mm. I just like the fidelity of them, even though they're unfinished uh, as a, as a song, there's just beautiful moments mm. like that. I love the, like, I don't even know what's going on with Baby Keem, who is uh, Kendrick's little cousin. Um, I, I think I only heard his him and Kendrick's song last Friday. It only came out Friday, Family Ties. And then he's on Praise mm. God doing this mad. It's like, I don't even know what it is. It's like a zigzagging auto-tune thing that his voice is going up and down at the same time, this kind of reverberating, weird, wavy thing. A single black woman, you know that she petty. I turned a heavy heart to two million dollars. I put that in totals, reverse out of debt. I gotta, I gotta put on a ritual in time. I swear to God, it went major one time. I know some white people swerving no time. I gotta do it for me, do it for pray for me, do it for all the ones dying. I wanna do it for all the ones crying. I wanna, uh, 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 I get right. And I'm not, I was like, how is he doing? What is going on here? <laughs> but I really enjoyed yeah. that. I really enjoyed those kind of things. Uh, even you know, that Jonah song with the very processed hook. Like who's here when I need a shoulder to lean on? I hope you're here when I need a demons to be gone. And it's not fair to to fight them all on my own. Hard to keep my focus on what matters. Man, I'm hit my line. But it's like so interesting. And it's so, that's been in my head the last few days as well. That's that uh, mm. it's just repeating on it on me a lot and i think those hooks are there and they're and they are present and there's lots of <sighs> there's not a lot of drums on this album in in, the, in a traditional kanye way but there is a lot of like uh yeah. bass notes used as as rhythm and things like that and there's a lot mm. of space in lots of this song there's lots of repetition and there's lots of repetition in the raps as well like off the grid 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 and he does that with i know god breathe on this just repeating lines over and over again there's a lot of those kind of things here and that's what does ultimately when an album runs to an hour and 48 minutes you're like yes this is repetitious <laughs> this is long no, no it's wonder. looping <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're saying the same yeah. things over and over again 
Um, sometimes you can mm. you can make that work with stuff like Jesus Lord, and you're bringing in, you know, uh, speeches and stuff as well, and that's a whole different thing where mm. you're. Um, it's uh, the guy, um, who's on that, um, who is the son of. One sec. Uh, Larry Hoover Sr. He's talking about this black gangster disciple nation founder. Um, so that is on Jesus Lord as well. But I think, yeah, I think for me, the it 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 is muddied and soured uh, significantly by all of that stuff around it. He's so good at bringing in producers to work on his vision and make it a fascinating listen in terms of songs actually sound. But why it's so frustrating still is that Kanye's ability with Sonics and his art will now never be matched. Well, at the moment, never seem to be able to be matched by his approach, who he endorses it, all the things around it, how he says it, and how he presents it. And that's just uh, personally disappointing for somebody who's watching the art of this. And it's, you know, mm. you know I'm sure there's, there's a lot of people who've decided that they won't engage with Kanye anymore in the last week and that, that is totally understandable I get that absolutely I mean we we went back and forth about even doing an episode about it you know it's and it's and I'm struggling to kind of get my head around what our role is here and I think that it's probably to come, come at it come at it you know critically sure but also to recognize that this is not an album in the traditional sense of the word Kanye West is not a traditional pop star um, he is, as far as we know at the moment, still, you know, unwell to a certain degree, to a certain extent. That also doesn't excuse um, his actions and who he's endorsing and his own actions in, in what he's been saying and doing. It's, it's incredibly complicated. Um, and I think that we will never stop being fascinated with Kanye West. There will always be there will always be news when it comes to him. He does anything and it's news. And that must be incredibly difficult for a person to be going to be going through that, especially a person who's kind of regarded as a genius. Um, I thought in, um, was it Slate? I think it was Slate. It was um, Carl Wilson who was reviewing uh, Donda. He said, uh, what must have, what must it have been like, I wondered, to be a books critic during the time that Norman Mailer was regarded as one of the most important American writers? He was a guy who, over the course of three decades, helped radically transform the practice of nonfiction, co-founded the culturally indispensable Village Voice, and led a charismatic, compelling public life. He was also a macho, a macho excuse me, egomaniac who wrote massively screwed up things about race and feminism, was obnoxious and pugnacious, and, oh yes, was convicted of stabbing one of his six wives with a penknife and a drunken brawl. Imagine being a newspaper book critic in the mid-1970s assigned to write about the new Norman Mailer book. You'd say, do we really have to give that son of a bitch the time of day again? But then again, that book might turn out to be The Executioner's Song, the nonfiction novel that Joan Didion called Astonishing, which helped reshape the debate over capital punishment in its time. Um, I think that was an absolutely brilliant way to open the review. I'm not saying Kanye West has stabbed anybody. I'm not equating what he's done to, to you know, actual physical harm to somebody. But I do think that it is a similarly tricky subject to to kind of talk about uh, genius and to talk about art and to separate it. You know, it's that age old idea of separating art and artists. But when the art and the artist are inseparable, yeah. like like how Kanye West is kind of living 
in 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 the public eye then i don't think that i don't think it works to separate kanye west's art from kanye west well it can't be done the person or the public person because it can't be done he is like this this album is as much about what he did at those listing parties who he brought out who he's been endorsing it's as much about the MAGA hat it's as much about all of the statements because he is orchestrating his public profile to be as much about that as it is about his music um so I think we live in very interesting times in Kanye land at the expense of an album that's purportedly to be about his mother at the expense of an album that could have been and hey might still be brilliant but it's it hasn't been released yet if that's what he's going for i think okay do i live in hope no (laughs) (laughs) there there are there are thousands upon thousands of other interesting artists also making music and i would suggest that maybe if the music press at large gave as much time and energy and resources to covering that then we would have a much more interesting and fertile um uh, space of criticism uh that rather than reporting who is or is not answering kanye's phone is is that one question about that is that not uh the media at large celebrity media as opposed to the music media uh addressing it it, uh, yeah, it is I, th- I think yeah no i think that's a good point actually i think um I think it's the it's how the music media is being gobbled up by celebrity media mm. and we've seen that with a lot of major music publications becoming kind of uh not quite clickbait but you know very a bit celebrity news we'll say um and they like no more than to report on the day in and day out goings on of uh of Kanye West mm. um and I don't think that's a good thing no, I don't think so. All right. Uh, well, that's Donda. As Sorry, to be clear, now. I'm I'm not talking about. Um, I I don't think. Um, I'm not talking about the uh the best feature on No Encore, Craig on Kanye, uh, which I which I hold dear, and I if if I'm getting news, it's it's, fr- it's from him. So it's okay. I'll cut that out. <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah look, that's I Donda think baby that's as far as we can go with that one I think for now uh, art is your own um, mm-hmm. taking and reading of it and insights into something and uh, despite all the problematic and uh, uh, questionable things around it uh, it has still been interesting to engage with it and that in itself is queasy and an odd and it makes me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. at times. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so it's a difficult one to to figure out from there. But um, I think we tried to figure it out in this uh, and to talk about it in the most. Uh, I think the most <laughs> that should be, you know, that that meme that should be the the artwork for this week's episode is that little star that goes, "You tried." <laughs> <laughs> We tried, everyone. We tried. we tried our best. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, um, yeah you can email us, by the way, at podcast at neither9.com. Um, if you want to drop us Please a Please email us. At any point, if you want to talk to us directly in our in our chat, uh, sign up to patreon.com forward slash 909. There is a Discord uh, community uh, who've been having big chats about this album as well, of course. Um, and I think... Mm. 
the really insightful chat really good chats going yeah, on in the discord from people smart yeah. people and uh, bunch of clever clogs yeah and uh you know uh intelligent discourse in on a modern social media platform i guess i mean it's not a social media platform it is a private Whoa. community in mm-hmm. a way but uh discord yeah patreon.com forward slash 99 if you want to get access to us and andrea you have some news for us this week Oh, I do. Yes, today as we record, but uh, Wednesday of this week, I released my new podcast, um, which is called My Favourite Album. Uh, Episode one is out now on your podcast platform. So maybe when you're finished listening to this, you can go and listen to that. Um, Episode one is with Sarah Corcoran from Pillow Queens, who is a bona fide rock star and was an amazing guest uh, talking about Tegan and Sarah's 2007 album, The Con, and what it meant to her when she first heard it, what it means to her now, talking about coming out, being a baby gay, and listening to Tegan and Sarah, going to the gigs. It's a really cozy, lovely chat, and I um, I had a great time with it. And it's produced by Tall Tales, um, and thank you. And what's the name of the podcast they again? They are good. Did you say that? It's called My Favourite Album. My Favourite Album. With Andrea Cleary. My favorite album. There you go. With Andrea you can Cleary. Find Pop that, that into on your... all your podcast platforms. I will yeah. be having a chance to listen to it because if we just listen to Donda, 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 Donda. Um, Dude, you are you are on not holiday time, but at least Portugal time. So yeah, that is okay. Ireland playing Portugal tonight. We all know how that's going to end up. So uh, I'm just going to enjoy. I might just throw myself in some uh, a body mm. of water now because uh, I can more pop problematic public figures <laughs> in the press <laughs> yeah um, I'm talking about Cristiano Ronaldo oh yes exactly um, yeah I mean oh god I mean like she been I think all of that stuff came that's a different discussion but all of, but all of this the Donda discussion around with the Marilyn Manson stuff and the Mendy thing at Man City and Ronaldo and the uh, uh, charges alleged charges against them and assault charges yeah, they all combined like, last are we week going for, me, back in time? for me to go, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. So, yeah. uh, but is there anything positive okay. we can leave them on? Oh, uh, tomorrow, by the time you will have heard this, if it, uh, yeah, in the afternoon, you see the um, ABBA are announcing their thing tomorrow at two o'clock they're doing a live stream thing so it appears their to be thing. i love how, how reluctant you are to, to refer to it as like music or well no they're just, just they're, their thing. i think they're literally doing a press conference tomorrow that tells the world oh, okay. that they're putting <gasps> on a wow. like live shows that'll go on kind of like uh With holograms is it? yeah i think so <laughs> i think so holograms and new songs there's mainly new alba songs uh on the uh, wild horses could not keep me away from an abba hologram yeah. i will say that much so, abba voyage <laughs> so is what it's called excited. um and that is oh, that was a nice yes of, so. take me away so we might have to do another abba check-in Ab- sometime soon you never know you never know um but, yeah you know as we move into a world of maybe getting back to gigs on october 22nd full capacity gigs maybe i'm going to a gig tomorrow are you what are you going to I'm going to Lisa O'Neill tomorrow as part of the Dunleary uh, Folk Festival. I'm yeah. going with my friend and we're going to have a lovely time and it's going to be great. Yeah. I've actually no idea what the sus is with it, like how many people are going to be there or anything. I'm just going to go and lovely. probably be very nervous 
about the whole thing, but then it'll probably be fine. So, and I'll get to see some live music with my pal. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Well, that's great. That is a, um, that's a brilliant thing. That's a brilliant thing. And I hope you enjoy it. It's a reason to be Um, cheerful. I got to DJ last weekend was my reason to be cheerful, uh, in Slane. I DJ Slane last weekend, (laughs) the summer of love festival with Bedlam and, and it was actually just fantastic and, uh, really nice, obviously a beautiful weather last weekend. So just a beautiful thing to do. I really felt like myself again, to be able to do something normal like that. And uh, I was looked after very well. Uh, Summer of Love uh, was good crack. I did an hour DJ set, but it was so lovely just to do it. Do you know what I mean? Um, really enjoyed yeah. that. And uh, yeah, so I really look forward to more. Uh, obviously, we can't do nightclubs and proper to October 22nd, apparently, but uh, seated capacity gigs that everyone tries to figure out what happens now with that 60% capacity indoors, 75% outdoors. Well, look, I, I love dancing sitting down. It's like my favorite thing in the world yeah. is when I'm in a nightclub <laughs> and I just have a little sit down dance. Yeah. Love it. So, um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be grooving. Cool. Okay. All right. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll <laughs> join you again on the 909 podcast. I've been Niall and uh, you have I've been. I've been Andrea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.